Now, please welcome our guest moderator, editor of Grazia, Angela Batolf. Hello. <laughs> um, hi, thanks very much for coming tonight. Um, this is Sandra Hagelstrom from um, Five Inch and Up, brilliant fashion blog, style sensation. Here by the skin of her teeth, yesterday she was in New York, yes, at the uh, launch of the Martin Margiela for H&M collection, hence the boots. I'm going to style check everything because I know that's what you really want to be here for. Um, so we're very, very grateful for lots of reasons to have you here today. Thank you for coming. And this is the gorgeous Peony Lim uh, of the Peony Lim blog, who's wearing Balmain boots. thought I'd tell you that because I know you want to know. Um, thank you for coming. And on the end, we have our dynamic duo from Grazia. This is Hannah Almasi, who is our style hunter blogger, and Phil Taylor, who's our style hunter photographer. And um, by coincidence, they're also dating. <laughs> we'll get into that some more later. Uh, the importance of having a street style photographer boyfriend to launch a, a successful fashion blog. Um, so yeah, so we're completely obsessed with blogs at Grazia. Um, we love reading them. We always want to know who the next hot bloggers are going to be. And uh, you know, we know from all your kind of comments and stuff that you're really obsessed with blogs too. And we know that loads of you are either already writing blogs or about to start blogs. So we thought we would help you out and um, give you some tips from some of the best bloggers around and this week it's all about um, street style photography so we're going to be talking about trend spotting personal styling and how to take amazing photos even if you've never picked up a camera before Phil <laughs> we're expecting dynamite tips no seriously he's got some really brilliant tips that even the, the sort of most hopeless person with a camera can sort of really like gain a lot of help from um, so obvious questions sort of kick off with. I thought I'd find out how you all got started doing what you're doing. So Sandra, how did you get into fashion um, blogging? I started blogging two years ago. I um, moved to London to study uh, at London College of Fashion. And just a couple of months after that, I thought it would be a really fun idea to start a blog. Uh, I've always been an avid blog reader and I really like that whole, you know, how approachable the people are and, and that how easy it is to find what you're looking for and just... I know you all know how, how easy it is to get just completely lost by reading blogs, you know, you could spend hours doing it. So I, I feel it's fascinating how people can, from different countries and, and different cultures or, you know, age or wherever they're from or how old they are, they can really build up their own strong style. And I thought that was really fascinating. And, and uh, so I, I bought a camera and uh, I thought, well, I was always been a person that's kind of obsessed with clothing and my shoe closet was completely got getting out of control <laughs> so I thought yeah okay it's time to give these shoes a little bit of extra attention you know and, and why, why not so it was a very innocent start I've never really taken that much photos um, bought a camera I uh, gave it to my boyfriend, who is not a photographer. Even today, he's not a photographer. He's, he's actually you a can, golfer. You can train up a photographer. This yes. is the other thing. A photographer <laughs> boyfriend can be trained up. Because yeah, he's a golfer and you caddy he's for a him. Golfer, yes. So I think that's quite a fair exchange yeah, of skills. Both, yeah. both ways. So, um, yeah, started uh, blogging and I've never really gone back to edit my old photos. So they're still there. Uh, at some point, I thought, you know, I'm still going to leave them there. So if there's someone that wants to see how really, like, you know, one-on-one -on -one it was in the beginning. You can just go back to see it. It was literally me in my living room, putting my shoes on and, and you know, taking photos with my camera on automatic settings. Um, so it was a very kind of innocent start and I've never really thought, 
you know, I never had any, you know, ideas in the back of my mind mm. that I'm going to become like a big blogger or anything. It was more something that I really liked doing, you know, the whole kind of showing off my style, showing off the things I like, maybe things that inspire me. And I think that's a really important thing to remember as well. To just it needs to be something that you're really passionate about. Mm. It doesn't have to be necessarily fashion. Mm. You know, I know we are talking about fashion here, but something that I find is extremely fascinating are these niche blogs. So you know, try to find your own style maybe, and and you don't have to blog about everything. So more and more, I started to kind of find my style, and I still read a lot of blogs and read a lot of magazines. And I think it's a really good idea to be aware of what's going on. You don't necessarily have to copy. I don't even recommend copying, but just be aware of you know what's out there. Take ideas and and you know explore. So that's kind of how I got started. And today it is what it is. And I feel mostly mm. it kind of took its own mm. way, you know. So okay, this is great. <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna sorry. we're gonna come back to all the kind of like mistakes you can make yeah. in photography and stuff because there's yeah. obviously like a whole rich vein of um, tips that we can get out of that. And also, I think it's quite interesting as well. Like you've only been going two years, yeah. and often when we interview really successful bloggers, everyone in the audience is like, "Well, of course you're successful. You were blogging before anyone even knew what the internet was." <laughs> um, so it's quite nice that we've got someone here who's literally just started. There's still room in the marketplace, as it were, for like big blogger stars even now. Um, coming through so that's sort of should be an encouragement to you and we'll find out kind of how you hit hit the blogger big time mm -hmm. as well in a minute um so peony why did you get started with a blog um i'm completely born of the street star movement i went to university at somerset house and as oh my god that's so weird i know what, what, isn't that that? i went to the court hall institute okay, and yeah. um when the bfc moved the show space mm. there during the february term i'd be going to lectures and i'd get photographed by street star photographers right at the beginning of that so that was well before i had a blog i didn't really read blogs unlike sandra i wasn't really kind of hooked into it and I always knew I wanted to do fashion. So when I graduated, by that point, I'd kind of made friends with a couple of the photographers and they were really encouraging. One in particular was Vanessa Jackman and she just <laughs> really encouraged me to do it and give it a go. And so I've only been going for two years, the same as Sandra. It'll be two years in November. And um, it really was just like, try and give it a go. There was <laughs> no kind of strategy to it. It was just, mine's very much a lifestyle blog and <laughs> it was just kind of a creative outlet. That was it. That's amazing. I mean, it's sort of amazing that you kind of, you went really setting out intending to do it and you kind of got, you almost got dragged into it by the street stuff. I found that it amazing. That <laughs> but, but particularly like, it's kind of amazing that you were at college where they it's all bizarre, kind of loiter. It? it was really bizarre. Is destiny. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. And Hannah, you're, you're at Grazia, so obviously you started doing Style Hunter there, which is our street style blog. Can you tell us how that kind of came about? Yeah, I started doing the Style Hunter pages about four years ago now. It was at the time, it was very simple. We just had a photographer going out and we weren't necessarily getting like the Grazia girls that we <laughs> wanted to approach in the street. And so I was like, right, how can we make this bigger and mega and so I started going out on the street with a photographer and then it kind of just spiraled from there like I seemed to have a bit of a knack for finding the right people for mm. the magazine even though there's quite a breadth of styles you know we'd be in like East London one hour and then West London the next time and you know we'd go everywhere um, and it just got bigger and bigger and, and we kind of got to know more and more people and the whole thing just kind of blew up and at one point we really were the only fashion magazine at the time who were really concentrating on real girls and real style. Obviously ID did it back in the day and mm. you've always had Bill Cunningham and um, but on a weekly basis we were out 
on the streets every day. So it just became a, like a fifth of my job. Mm. Um, I actually work across fashion news and features most of the time. And it's really beneficial for that because I need to trend spot. That's part of my job as it is. So um, to make it good and to not feel so bad about having to go out on a dreary Sunday in December, <laughs> I enlisted the help of a boyfriend um, who was a photographer kind of fresh to London. It wasn't necessarily what you were looking to do, but I roped you into it so that I didn't have to go out with a stranger all the time. <laughs> There, there were there were worse I'm reasons. completely honest. <laughs> and it was good. Um, it meant that, you know, I could drag him out. We'd go out on a Friday, and if it was no good, then we could go out on another day, and it yeah. wouldn't be such a... And you go you go at the weekends as well. I mean, yeah. actually, yeah. like... That's how we made yeah. it much better, by style hunting on one week in the day. I'm mm. sorry, one day in the week, and then one day on the weekend. Mm. So you get totally different looks. Mm. But, yeah, and I've just been doing it ever since. Um, Phil, tell us about getting dragged into this mess <laughs> and your kind of path to becoming a street style photographer. Well, um, I was working as a civil servant for a few okay. years. Um, was bored to death with doing the job. Um, and I always really liked doing fashion and uh, photography. I just used to read books. Um, so I kind of decided I wanted to do career change. And I did an A-level in the evening. And once I started doing the A-level, I was like... So what was the A-level in? Photography? It was in photography. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, I kind of kept doing the mundane job, but doing the A-level in the evening. Um, decided that I loved photography so much, so I went on to uni, um, left the job, uh, moved out from my hometown, um, and I worked so hard at doing the photography degree. And then when I graduated, I came down to London and immediately started working as a freelance assistant mm -hmm. and built my career up as a freelance assistant with a lot of really good fashion photographers. Um, and at the same time, I was doing my own photography, obviously. And as Hannah explained, she asked me if I would do the street style. And obviously, it wasn't exactly the fashion photography that I was doing at the time and mm. what I was really involved in. But um, as it turned out, I kind of enjoyed doing the street style and I realised that it was only having kind of like a, a week shelf life with Grazia. So I decided to set up a blog just for that street style stuff. Mm -hmm. And then from that blog, um, it just started to get more and more popular because the name associated with Grazia, um, people were looking for those kind of images. And so my own blog uh, got more and more popular and then from that I've got more work through the blog itself mm. so yeah that's really how it's kind of and your blog gone. is Taylor made mm -hmm. as in your surname Taylor yes. T-A-Y-L-O-R-M-A-D <laughs> took me a long time to think of it. <laughs> <laughs> genius name um, Phil has got like I was saying before Phil's got loads of kind of tips and we're going to come back as well and talk about how the whole kind of street style culture is changing like particularly at the shows we were having an interesting chat about that earlier so I think we'll tell you a bit about that later um, so I wanted to ask you girls like, what ap appealed to you about personal style blogging because that's obviously a kind of particular element of this whole kind of um, blogging culture what, what particularly sort of appealed to you about that because well, you're really sort of putting yourself out there like I read yeah. somewhere that you were saying oh it's just quite nice being able to sort of keep a log of all my different mm. outfits yeah that, that, like that, that's kind of one idea that it's a diary but I, I just think it's this, it's this completely new world where you have you have runway and then you have magazines as well, the editorials. But then there's blogs. There's these real people. They're wearing the same things I like. They're buying the same things I 
you know, buy or want to buy, they are really like us. And as cliche as it sounds, you know, it's it's really there. And I think it's 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 super easy to f you know find these blogs that you really like and the style that you like. And it's just they're so approachable. So that was I think that's something that's been really important. And and uh, especially when I was studying, a lot of people was in the same position as I was. They were saying, you know, I study as well, struggling with having a blog, and and you know through you know, the life that my blog, or the, my blog, which is, you know, a part of my life now, it's, it feels like I've, I've found so many readers that can relate. Mm. So I really think that's, that's the key thing for me, for reason maybe why people read my blog and for many of the reasons why I read other people's blogs as well. And how would you, I know everyone always asks this, but how would you describe your style? See, I always ask someone else to do that. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. be> half. <laughs> um, but I'm, I would almost like to think that there isn't really, you know, one word for it because I really I think it changes quite a lot, and um, I quite admire people that have a very strong mm. signature style. And I think if you have something that's really your thing, then it's something to really maybe think about. You know, having a blog. You know, are you really preppy? Do you really like wearing only black? That could be your style. Um, I again am completely back and forth when it comes to style. Um, so I just I keep my eye out for these really interesting pieces and, and try to maybe you know I like wearing different contrasts mm -hmm. and, and it's good to be a little bit surprising as well and maybe pick out something from a, from a sports store or something like that um, so Peony tell us what kind of appealed to you about the whole um, personal styling kind of blogging I don't think I ever really thought about it that specifically. I don't think I ever kind of sat down and was like, this is my dream career, <laughs> let's be a self-style blogger. I don't think I even knew a self-style blogging career was possible. Um, I just, I always wanted to kind of represent the, my life, I guess. And mm. it was, it's more a visual diary, like you were saying with yours. It, it's, it's like what I, where I travel, where I eat, it's mm. everything and it's clothes are a big part of my life and I love clothes and I always have so I think that's probably why the focus has ended up like that but it it's not kind of something I deliberately sought after mm. and but how did it feel to do the first post because obviously your first post is kind of my first post wasn't my images my first post oh. was like um you can still up it's still there and it was like it was almost like tumblr it was just like a selection of pictures I'd found from other blogs so it wasn't even about me. And then I think my second post was food. So it wasn't even mm. the fo main focus at the first kind of start wasn't ever to mm. be completely fashion. It was always to be whatever I wanted to do. Mm. And I've kind of tried to stay true to that and keep a mix of stuff. Although I know people kind of come to it for fashion predominantly. I like to try and knock in a couple of recipes and travel posts and stuff in between as well. Brilliant. No, that's great. Um, so Hannah, there are lots of kind of different like there's like a gazillion blogs out there what what sort of appeals to you about a great blog like what is the sort of like killer formula if you like I think like Sandra said um, a distinctive style whether that's totally wacky and mental or whether it's really minimalist and simple I have so many on my google reader for that reason because I liked I like all my bloggers who I look at to have a distinctive look, but therefore sometimes I don't want to go through like reams and reams mm. and reams of all of their looks. Mm. So I have like a thousand different types. And I think that's the main thing, kind of not necessarily trying to follow the trends too much, trying mm -hmm. to blaze your own trail. That's, but that's really bit. interesting though, because I think a lot of people would think, I'm going to get photographed and it's going to happen because I'm mm. wearing a thing of the moment. Well, I do a lot of work kind of, analyzing the trends that come off the street and so it's much more interesting to just see little niche kind of mm. movements happening and bubbling up rather than being like 
you know, I can remember when Zara did the shoulder pads. I don't know who else fell into that trap. It would have been more exciting to see someone doing it on the street first than when it actually hit the stores. Right. So that's kind of what I like to look for. Well, so you're Nothing almost too predictable. Like the thing that's not in fashion yet is more yeah. interesting than the thing that everyone's then already again, wearing. Then again, a designer must have is like, you know, yeah. you want to see someone who's bought the most fabulous pair of, you know, whatever's from the latest season. Yeah. You do want to see that as well. But just um, there are a lot of people who can end up just doing the same look because mm-hmm. it's cool and it's a trend mm-hmm. and it's nice to see something different and someone breaking away from the mold a bit. And how does it work? So, Phil, how does it work with you and Hannah? Like, are you allowed to, to, like, you know, are you now confident enough that you can kind of grab girls and photograph them? How much of it is, like, Hannah in your ear going, hurt, 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 not hurt? (laughs) Well, I do go out on my own and also, obviously, cover it Fashion Week. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty confident doing it by myself. Hannah has a really good, strong eye, though, and she Mm. also knows what Grazia want. Mm. So... You know, even though I might photograph someone that looks good, it wouldn't be right for Grazia. Yeah. And that's where her influence comes into it. But I'm quite yeah. strict. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's the thing? Is there, is there a particular style that Phil always wants to go for and then you're like, that's so not Grazia? I think um, the biggest difference is the kind of scruffy factor. Okay. So, like, a girl can look super cool, but she can be quite scruffy and... Maybe for Grazia, that isn't quite right. Okay. You know, we're yep. quite glossy, mag. Yeah. Uh, we want well-put-together outfits. And even if it's something grungy, I'll go yeah. for a grungy look or a punky look or whatever, yeah. but it needs to have the right shoes. I, I can be a bit of a hard taskmaster, mm. if I'm honest, mm. um, but that's because I have to get the best four pictures each week yeah. that have a variety of looks and you can speak about. It's not just oh, here's a nice outfit, Mm. she's wearing a black dress. Mm. It needs to be why it works, why it's different, why we've chosen it. So it's more And and tell us how long that takes, because I know you said before that, like, often brands, like, sometimes will collaborate with brands at Grazia and it'll be, like, I don't know, like the Chanel-style hunter, you know, the little black jacket exhibition or whatever. But tell us about, like, how realistic people's thoughts are on how many (laughs) amazing outfits you can get in an evening. You know what, it varies so much it's dependent on the day the weather the mood what time of year it is i well we will spend like a whole day on a friday Mm. from right in the morning until it's too dark to shoot anymore and some days you'll have it wrapped in two hours and it will be amazing and you just want to pat yourself on the back um and then some days it takes saturday and it takes sunday and then it takes maybe forcing someone to go back out on a monday to try and get it done. You can't predict it. It's so changeable. And if you are fussy and kind of trying to keep up to a certain standard, mm. it can be really, really, really difficult. Mm. You don't come across these beautiful ladies all the time. <laughs> Do you don't? And how much... Well, no, this is an interesting question, though, because I'm sure everyone here wants to know how stage-style Hunter is. So yeah. is it not the case that sometimes you would phone up Peony or Sandra and go, and we're having a nightmare. Yeah. Please come down to Covent Garden <laughs> and wear something no, outright. No, <laughs> I've literally never done that since the beginning, unless it is something like we're here this evening and obviously mm. people are here, so yeah, they know. to a certain yeah. extent it's staged or, or it's a feature about say someone's fashion week wardrobe Mm. and we want to go to their house and shoot them you know Mm. those things we have to set up but otherwise it's genuinely us out on the street ripping our hair out rushing after (laughs) people getting run over being shouted at scaring everyone 
but that's the reality. Sounds great. Of it. Yeah, it's a really glamorous part of my job. Um, but it's really exciting and you get a buzz and when you find someone who looks amazing mm. and they stop mm. and you get a great picture, it's just, it's a really good feeling and you feel very proud of yourself that you've actually tracked that person down. You were there at the right time. I mean, we've, we've missed people before. I've seen someone, you know, all the way down Regent Street and I'm like the world's most embarrassing, horrible runner. <laughs> um, but I will do it. If it means that I get the picture and yeah. that my work is done that day, you know, you, you do it. Yeah. Dedication. Oh, yeah. Dedication. Take notes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Sandra, like listening to this sort of nightmare scenario, um, surely it's so much easier. You just photograph yourself. That must be the easiest thing in the world. Yeah, it's... Well, maybe not the easiest thing in the world, unfortunately. It's um, it, it's really about balancing, you know. You need to make it look quite effortless. And often I do go out photographing a dress, so I would actually go out to take photos. Mm -hmm. But then again, often I, it's just, you know, taking photos is not the most important thing on that day. And especially trying to keep up with the, the pace of posting almost every single day, and at least every other day. Um, yes, we do have to maybe shoot two outfits a day and or even more and, and and but it's always you know it needs I wanted to have this vibe that it's effortless. It's you know I wanted to have almost like a street style vibe in it. And I actually did start a street star blog yeah, a little while that's ago. Right. It's um, in so your, what's it called? In the neighborhood watch. In the neighborhood watch, yeah. In the neighborhood watch, yeah. yeah. And um, so I now also see <laughs> that side of it. <laughs> you and know. Are you <laughs> photographing it? This is, you're still your boyfriend photographing it. I, I photograph you all the photos for that. Right. And, um, and it, so, so it, were you it's different. It's definitely different. And uh, I think when I photograph together with my boyfriend, mm. it's, it's like an, you know, it's, it's 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 intimate in a way and it's you know we can relate on each other and and you know you can kind of let go mm. and it kind of turns into something more than just a photo of what you're wearing it creates a mood mm. and it's I often go back and I look at these photos, which I was like, just take one quick photo of what I'm wearing. You know, it will be a post with one photo. And I, you know, we could get lost of it. And um, I could go back and see, well, there's so many good photos in here. And it actually, when I put up this post, even if I want it, want it or not, it always creates some kind of mood or some mm. kind of feeling, mm. um, which I think is great. And, that, you know, you have a story there. And, mm. and I think that's what a lot of people are looking for. They want that little story in it as well, not just photos. And you get shot, I mean, you get shot by other people, don't you? Because you've actually done a lot of sort of campaigns for various people. So, yeah. and how different is that from shooting with your mm. boyfriend? Well, shooting in studio is always different, obviously, than mm. shooting outside. Uh, but if you just talk about shooting outside mm. with my boyfriend or with someone else, it's very different. It's, um, I, you know, often you can get a little bit too stiff and it, it's, it might lack that little kind of effortless, you know, effortless factor in it. Um, I once heard someone say, you know, the blogger success story uh, is, you know, take pictures of your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. And I think that says it so yeah. well because it does tell a story if mm. you have someone behind the camera that really knows you. It mm. can, doesn't have to be your boyfriend. It can be a friend or a mm. sister, but someone that really knows you. So you don't have to be embarrassed of looking a bit odd or doing a weird pose, but it's kind of letting go mm. and... and um, I maybe learn to do it now with other people as well mm. because it's kind of turned into my job all of a sudden. Nothing that I was planning, but it has almost turned into my job now, blogging. Um, but I would just say, kind of try to, you know, cre create a mood. You know, you know, think of something that makes you feel either happy or sad mm. or whatever you're trying to achieve. But um, creating that mood is, I think, what makes the story. Mm. 
It's good. And we didn't, I don't think we asked before, Penny, who takes your pictures. My boyfriend takes it is your boyfriend. Too. His long suffering boyfriend. Yeah, Although I'm sure they is. enjoy you all getting dressed up and then um, they photograph you. He, he wanted to do photography anyway, which was highly right. fortunate. Like Hannah. <laughs> um, but it, I think it, Sandra's completely right. It doesn't mm. have to be your boyfriend mm. at all. I think there are lots of success stories where mm. it is, but that is just because it's convenient and you spend a lot of time together. Yeah. And But it's just someone, I mean, I know that. I don't know if this was the case with you, Sandra, but I didn't actually like having my picture taken. I still don't. I really don't. If I'm out with friends, whatever, I I really don't enjoy it. It's not something that I'm into at all. But But you can edit your own photos, right? Yeah. You totally have like picture approval on your blog. Yeah. So that's great. Which is weird, but I just don't, I don't, it's not something I kind of ever particularly enjoyed. So if you're with somebody, if you're like me and you don't really feel like that about it, if you're with someone you trust and who knows you well, they get the best out of you because you're not worrying about, oh, I look stupid or they're going to think I'm vain or whatever, mm. you know, you're mm. being insecure about. So I think it really helps to have someone that cares about you and doesn't, isn't going to judge you because then mm. you can get the best out of it because the best photos, like Sandra said, are when you're relaxed and yeah. when you're natural and you try something different mm. and that's kind of the best vibe always. And you sound like you're on a bit of a schedule, like you're going out every day, every other day. Yeah, and it kind of it, it kind of became a bit part of my life yeah. now to do that. And I remember in the beginning, I was super embarrassed to take photos on the street. Um, <laughs> you know, when you're like making really dramatic <laughs> posts uh, up against the wall and people are, you know, are you serious kind of looking at you? But I think a lot of people do know that, yes, it's a blog. We're <laughs> yeah. doing bug photos now. But um, you learn pretty fast to just let go. It doesn't matter what other people say or think. They're gonna, you know, they're not, you're, not, you're never going to see them again. And in the end, you know, you want to be happy with the photos you took. And uh, so kind of let go. Just, mm-hmm. you know, do your best, even if it takes 10 minutes or it takes two hours. Um, I would just say get, you know, get lost in that world of, of kind of whatever you want it to be but mm. just let go it doesn't really matter don't worry about looking stupid because in the end you're going to sit at those photos you're not going to see the guy from the other side of the street who thought you look a bit weird um, you're not going to see him in that photo <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so in the end it's kind of let go it's good. Yeah. Like, and also just get the job done. Presumably yeah. if you're going out yes. that often, it's like you want it to happen. You don't want to stand there for And hours, how often yeah. are you going out? Are you like on a schedule as well? Are you? I think the hardest thing, I'm always jealous of bloggers that are based in LA because the right. light's yeah. amazing there and you can go out every single day and it's sunny yeah. and it's gorgeous. In London, the weather, I'm sure this is a problem for you yes. guys too, the weather is awful and there's a lot of times of day you just can't shoot because if you're shooting only with daylight, mm. it's really grey or it's too sharp and the shadows are too contrasty and stuff like that makes a huge difference to the quality of your pictures so if nothing else I think it's worth reading up when are the good times to photograph all of that kind of stuff when's the sun going down when's Mm. magic hour because it makes a huge difference Mm. to the quality of your pictures so I find it is beneficial to kind of look at the weather forecast which day is going to be a good day and then try and maximize that day to get the best photo so I'll store like like a week of outfits that I've really worn but I'll shoot them all in one day right so that I can get the good light because otherwise I could I wouldn't be able to post like Sandra said you you just wouldn't be able to post the content regularly like that because you'd run out of content and have you did you sort of learn that through trial and error yeah absolutely and I didn't post regularly to start with, yeah. but I think that's a really important part of like building up your following yeah. is to tweet regularly, is to Instagram regularly yeah. and to post on a regular schedule because yeah. otherwise people come back and there's nothing new and they don't know what to expect and they get bored. Yeah, that's a really good tip actually, the sort of pacing of your blog. Essentially, like it, you need to work out how often you can post and then stick to it and kind of mm-hmm. be realistic about whether you can post twice a week or you can post every single day but whatever it is just sort of start out doing that and stick to it as much as possible 
Very good, very good tip. Um, so, Hannah, let's get down to sort of basics. What makes a good style hunter picture? Is it just about you've got the right clothes on, you're quite pretty? Is there, um, is there more to it than that? It's kind of being able to, to tick a few boxes. Obviously, the person needs to be attractive, like whatever style or shape or age. or I mean, we've photographed all sorts of people. Um, having, like I said earlier, something to talk about within an outfit, so it's not just a standard trend-ticking ensemble, it's, you know, maybe the length of the trouser is so right with the shoe, or, you know, someone's the first person to wear a tartan kilt this season, so then it's good for us to pick up on that. Something See, like this that. is a really interesting point, because obviously Grazia is the magazine, and we have to have editorial copy, but equally, if you're doing a blog, you need to kind of write about people's outfits yeah. and I think it's like a really good tip it's not just not just that someone looks great it's why they look great because that's going to be the thing that makes people interested to read your kind of point of view I guess yeah I think it's really important and as much as I have a kind of distinctive style of my own and I favor some pictures over others I have to make sure that I've got you know a cool hipster girl from Brick Lane and I've got more of a Sloney girl from West London and um but yeah, it's essentially it does boil down to someone looking good, but sometimes you can stop them and discover that they're feeling really awkward. Maybe they don't like right. having their picture taken. Right. And then suddenly someone who looks fabulous walking down the street can be like this. Oh my and, God, you know, Phil, what do you do when you get someone like that who seemed like a winner and then froze? I just can't use the picture. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> you just give up on them. <laughs> you can try and make them relax. How do you do that though? What's a good tip? Um, well, generally... To be honest, you've got to get the shot within about like 30 seconds because when you're stopping right. them, um, if they're out in the middle of the street, especially if it's central London like Oxford Circus, they're going to feel really uncomfortable yeah. posing in front of people. So you've just got to be really quick. That's an amazing tip though, just do it as quickly as possible. Yeah. We always say like when you stop someone, you've kind of got about five seconds to get them. Oh, and wow. if you haven't kind of like said to them, paid them the compliment, told them where you're from and what you actually want to do. Yeah, quick, quick picture. Yeah. You always say a yeah. quick picture. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's, I mean, it's London, everyone's always in a massive rush anyway. Yeah. You know, they've got to get to work or get home. There's always some reason. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you've just got to get the shot within about 30 seconds and that means you've got to look around you and work out what background is going to work with the outfit. Right, because not everyone necessarily thinks about the background. Is that, no, no, would you no, say no. that's a really, like, is composition Massively. a huge yeah, part yeah. of the shot? But you also have to be thinking all the time about, uh, when you see someone, instantly be thinking about the colours in the outfit and what's going to work with the colours that are around in the street and maybe think about a, a shot that, if an outfit has some blue in it, the, the shop window might have some blue in there or... Um, even how the streets and the architecture of the street might somehow match uh, with the outfit that someone's wearing. It kind of tells a story about the fact that you're photographing them perhaps in London. Mm. And, you know, people from all over the world are looking at these pictures and they want to see London style and they want to feel like... Um, the whole story is a part of London. Oh, that's a London girl. Yeah. And we know London like, all up. the streets now. I mean, oh, I wherever we go. <laughs> the colour of it's every like, oh, front you know door. door. Yeah, yeah, we can do it now. <laughs> you know, you, you start to get to know everywhere in London so well in the hot spots at a certain time of day or, you know, when it's the summer, you head to a certain place at yeah. lunchtime. And yeah, you do just start to automatically kind of know where to take someone. But 
Yeah, approaching people was was one of the things I'm sure Sandra with you. You yeah, had to kind Sandra, of get over because yeah. you presumably go up to people and you just bleak rats here, and they're all like, "Oh, quite intrigued." Yeah. But what do you say when you stop them? Like, yeah, I don't really have that much to say because my blog <laughs> is literally just a couple of months old. Um, it's fun sometimes. People recognize me and they're really flattering. Yeah, uh, they're really, really you know taken back and and really happy to be photographed by me. But um, I usually say it's a new blog and tell a bit about it. Uh, there's been a couple of times where people just no, 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 I don't want my photo to be t- to be taken, mm. and I completely understand that because face it, you can't look great every single day, mm. and if you're not looking your best, you don't want people to take your mm. photo. Um, so it's, it's you know, it's, you just have to deal with mm. the fact that not everyone wants to be photographed. Mm. So kind of get over it and just move <laughs> on. Right. I was say yesterday, when you started out, because obviously now I think it might be easier because everyone knows yes, there are so all these blogs now. and it's like, you're really great yeah. and people are quite flattered and they don't necessarily even have to have heard of the blog. Like I've been no. stopped on the street and you haven't heard of the blog and you're just like, oh, that's Yeah, and there. I think when they see the big camera, they know yeah. it's not, you know, yeah. it's not a uni project. It's, yeah. you know, it's actually, you know, something I, I really appreciate. But even if it's like a uni things. project, it's quite nice. <laughs> still yeah. to be you know it's like when someone comes up and goes I love your boots where are they from and yeah like, oh. um, but I remember you saying when you first started out um that loads of people worried you were doing it for like some kind of vice column like do's and don'ts yeah and they weren't quite sure that it was a compliment to be stopped because no one really was doing it that much at the time and so when you stop people they're just like who is this weirdo trying to take my picture is she you know, is she actually from a charity you know when you go up to people people don't always know what you're instantly going it to might ask be a chugger. Yeah, yeah, a chugger. Um, so after a while, though, once the pages were bigger and people started mm. to see themselves in it and obviously all the style blogs came up and the street style blogs were kind of coming through as well. And now more and more people, um, I think, dress to impress mm-hmm. and sometimes hope to get stopped on those hot spots like Broadway Market mm. in East London on a Saturday I really prefer with our regular Style Hunter pages that go in each week to use genuine street style pictures because Fashion Week, you know, it's like a constructed reality. Even I will go to ridiculous lengths to wear something. She really will. Fab. You see some of Hannah's. So, and it's not, you know, it's not real in terms of you've genuinely stopped a girl on the street who just put her outfit together on a mm. Monday morning. It, you can't relate to it as much if someone's head to toe in Balenciaga. Mm. Whereas if you mm. get someone who's head to toe in vintage and Topshop and maybe a designer thing as well, you, you know, girls in general are going to understand that a lot more. And I find it more inspiring mm. too. Um, yeah, and also Fashion Week, there's now thousands and thousands of photographers getting the exact same shots as everybody else. Yeah. So you don't feel like there's much individuality to it. Um, Phil, it's tell just us a, oh, sorry. repeated content in a way. Yeah, well, that I mean, that's an interesting yeah. thing as well. Because tell us how the whole scene has changed. Because how long have you been doing it for now? Um, I've been doing it for about five years. Oh wow! So, well, uh, how has it changed from the beginning? Good well, things and bad things. Um, back in the beginning, it was there was only a few people that were actually doing it, um, and you could get like nice, clear shots. You can go and take someone to a side. You can make sure that the light was perfect. You can make sure that everything uh, was how you wanted it to be in the same way if you found someone on the street. Mm. Um, however, now, because there are so many people doing it, you've got to be so quick and you've just got to... It's kind of getting a little bit sort of paparazzi because you have to fight with everybody to try and get a shot. Um, and also one of the interesting things is uh, the likes of Tommy Ton, mm. who decided to start shooting in more of a voyeuristic way, which 
he's now become the biggest street star photographer in the world. And do you know? Do you all know Tommy Tucker? It's Jack and Jill, isn't it? His yeah. yeah, Jack and Jill. Is it one L? Am I making that up? Uh, anyway, yes, Jack it and Jill. is one L. But yeah. he, he shoots all of these streetstarforstyle.com. Yeah. Um, and so he's become the biggest street star photographer in the world now. Um, and everyone has adopted his style because it's actually easier to photograph at Fashion Week in that way because people now won't stop for the photographers because if they stop for one, they've got to stop literally. Yeah. For example, the Tuileries in Paris, you've got about two, three hundred photographers in there and there's people fighting and arguing and people just begin to feel really uncomfortable. Mm. Um, so really, it's a, a case you just have to be very quick with getting the picture. Mm. Um, but no, certainly, like Hannah was saying, in terms of Fashion Week, it's great for getting beautiful images and getting images of those amazing pieces straight off the runway. But in terms of how they reflect actual street style yeah. and what the vast majority of the world are wearing, um, it doesn't really reflect it in the same way because... Um, it's like going to a wedding and photographing people's outfits at a wedding. They only wear them for one day in a year and they probably never come back out of those closets. And yeah. obviously the fact that people are being loaned the outfits now as well. See, is that know, cheating? I'm interested in your view on that. Is that just cheating? It's, well, it's kind of it's using uh, the street style photographers um, and playing them in a way. And it's all kind of like a big game now. Mm. Um, and it, I mean, I don't think it's necessarily cheating. You're getting to see these outfits, um, you know, out on a street in that context. But, you know, it doesn't reflect mm. the true street style. Mm. And, you know, people are being loaned the outfits for, you know, two, three hours. And it's great for the brands. They can uh, have them photographed so many more times and maybe they even get photographed on the catwalk. Mm -hmm. You know, if you've got 300 street style photographers photographing them, they're going in all the top magazines and they're being shown not on a, you know, a skinny model. Yeah. They're being shown on, um, you know, a regular, normal human being out <laughs> in a uh, regular context. Yeah. I've actually yes. been offered, sorry, yes, sorry. something that just I um, remembered. I've been offered a lot of times that people want to lend me stuff for Fashion Week, but I always said no because I think it's, it's I want to dress in the way I want to dress. I don't want to dress for someone else. And I think that, you know, obviously if you go to a show or even if you're just around uh, Fashion Week, um, it would be jackpot for the brand, you know, for people to wear their things. Um, I just think it's so see-through. Mm. Um, so just for now, I've always said no to people wanting to lend me. So where do, you, where do your clothes come from? Because I know like, a lot of people in the audience will be like, you post every other day. You always have these new outfits. Where do the clothes come from? Well, I do have a very serious shopping addiction, <laughs> which is probably <laughs> why I started the vlog. <laughs> but I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Because it's yeah. like, obviously, this is like yeah. one of those jobs where your personal life and yeah. your kind of professional life are sort of like colliding. Yeah. Like, do you ever feel a pressure that like, you know, you're going to go massively into debt because you're blogging and you have to have new outfits every... Do you know what I mean? Like, how, yeah, how yeah, dangerous is mean. it? Um, well, there was a time when I started to get gifts mm -hmm. and um, people always wanted to know my address. They want to send me something. And I remember I started saying... I started saying to them, is there something that you would, you know... I, I, f I felt a bit bad being so bossy, but I, I said, 
can I choose the item? And a lot of nice. brands, n- n- a good, lot of very the, good the brands, they never down. got back to me. They thought, you know, oh, really? who am I thinking? That's I'm going to say what I want to, to get. But um, I just always had this rule that unless it's something that, will actu- that I would actually buy, I won't put it on my blog. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think it really... You s- you kind of you can see some blogs they post some things that you think what like what were they thinking or they all of a sudden yeah. they're talking about kitchen supplies or something <laughs> so weird so my rule has always been if it's something that I would actually buy mm-hmm. I you know I might actually but take you it must into get my introduced and some to some cool stuff yeah like labels I think that's, that you would yeah, know about that's the great thing um, I don't have to, I, it's not I'm not saying that I would have to you know would have known the brand before but if you know when I look at the w- website or catalog or whatever if it's something I think oh that's really cool mm. I would actually buy that mm. uh, then you know it's easy but it's and it's also I think think it this way um, would you know would if it's if it's let's say a shirt mm. uh, a 50 pound shirt um, and I feel a bit uncomfortable putting it on my blog but I think you know it was a gift it would be really nice to get I would think it think you know turn it around and think would I put this shirt on my blog and get paid 50 quid mm-hmm. if the answer is no then it's a very simple question like mm-hmm. you don't need to get that item um, so just really, you know, have a strict line and stick to the things that you actually do like because I think it's people can kind of start seeing if you're a bit of a sellout mm. and I don't want to be that. Mm. I totally agree. Like, yep. I think as soon as you become anywhere near kind of having a voice on the internet, companies are running at you to dress mm. you and to give you stuff because it's it's free, basically, mm. publicity for them. Mm. And it you do, I think, bloggers, some bloggers have lost sight of that and they've kind of gone towards commercialization and it is really, really hard when you're first starting out and you don't really know who you should be saying yes and no to mm. and you, you don't know which are good business choices and which aren't. And it is really difficult, but I've always said the same thing. And I've said, yes, you can gift it to me, but there's no Mm. guarantee of coverage Mm -hmm. because I want to keep the posts authentic. I want Mm. to really get dressed in those clothes. I don't want to have to pick something out and think, well, I'm going to have to feature this Mm because they sent it to me even though I wouldn't have bought it, Mm -hmm. which is exactly the same thing as Sandra because it is really hard. And you do feel sometimes like you're cheating them if you don't. Mm. So I have, I recommend to everyone, it's never put anyone I've ever said off. Mm. Just be honest with them from the beginning and say, yeah. there's no guarantee of coverage, but feel free to send it if you want and, to. And don't, like ma- don't let them make the rules. You know, They're approaching you because you are a huge market opportunity for them. If you're saying, okay, I can take this item, but I, you know, it's going to be an, a two-month slot where the item will go up on. You know, be be a bit bossy because you are this magazine <laughs> or you are this voice that they're dying to work with. Mm. You know, so don't let them make the rules and say, you know, you're getting this item. We want to see it up on your blog within the next week. You're doing the rules. So make sure that, you know, it's your your ground, you know, stand your ground on I that. I totally agree. Because yeah. it, it is hard. Like with what Phil was saying about being dressed and stuff, when I first started, I was dressed by some designers that I was working with in different ways and it just felt like a natural thing. But then it would come to the end of it. They would have got loads of press. Mm. They would have made money in sales and I would have got nothing. And it was a learning curve for me of like, who's actually benefiting in this? Is it the photographers? Is it the brand? Is it me? And fundamentally, it's only really the brand mm. that's benefiting. So it is hard and it is everything's a learning curve and don't be afraid to make mistakes I think it that is what happens yeah. and you just and have to try and how are you working so you because your blog how old's your blog now two years two years as well and so how did you first start getting approached by designers at what point were they approaching you were you already working with them outside of the blog like how did that work no I mean my kind of first steps into the fashion industry were through the blog so I've right. all, all the connections I have are, are through my blog um, I would say probably about 
four months in. But why did that happen in. then? Do you know why they suddenly started? I think because I'd already been on Street Style, like I okay. said. I think there was kind of people had seen my face even if they didn't know who I was. Right. And so that was really beneficial for me. And who um, was approaching, like which labels were approaching you? Were they literally just emailing you going, we think you're quite cool, do you want to wear this dress? Or? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's everyone kind of gets a generic email mm. and it's yeah. kind of, oh, we love your site and mm. we'd love it if you could feature something. Mm. And it's a complete variety of people. I think me and Sandra have both tried to to have like a high end feel to us like we do feature high street pieces and I mm. think it's really important like Hannah said to have a mix of style it's mm. not about just wearing Balma like this mm. is Zara this is Zara this is Balma you yeah. know what I mean it's about everything being mixed together but at the same time we have held on to that high mm. end um, as more of a kind of feature of our site which I think is quite unusual yeah. in London and I think I think also something that I always thought was something really important that, unless you know, I might be doing a story on an H and M necklace that literally cost me ten quid, mm. but I would photograph it in a way that makes it really lush and really mm. beautiful. Um, and I think that's something that that's the style that I try to keep on my mm. blog. That un, you know, even if it is is an item that didn't cost me much at all, or even something I got for free, I'm still treat, like treating it as it yeah. would be designer. Mm. And I think that again helps to create that whole style of your blog. I don't think you need to be bankrupting yourself mm. to do a self-style mm. blog that isn't necessary. Like, I think the best people with the best personal style, it's a mix of vintage and mm. high street and then something their mum gave them. And mm. you know what I mean? It's not about going and bankrupting yourself. Mm. I think that's a really dangerous idea to chase after that mm. you need to buy every, you know, next season piece mm. before mm. it's even out. You don't. It's about being yourself and stick to that. Be true to yourself. Don't mm. try and follow other bloggers because you won't get anywhere. The mm. market's already so saturated. You're only going to have a voice if it's different. Brilliant. And Hannah Almasi, vintage queen. <laughs> um, I was actually going to ask you something you were talking about earlier on about how jobs have become quite sort of 360 now. Mm. Can you tell us a bit about that? Uh, yeah, we were discussing it earlier in the office because being, I mean, like I was saying, I work across fashion news and features. My primary job is to write about fashion and to spot trends and um, and yet I'm the style hunter and then we're doing a YouTube TV channel. So I'm like a TV presenter. Um, and then you've got to be a model for the magazine and you have to go out and do events and, you know, being in a fashion magazine or having a fashion blog, you're not just one thing anymore. So to try and kind of get ahead, you need to be savvy and you need to just go for stuff. Like at Fashion Week, this Fashion Week, you know this because I got you on camera. But two days beforehand, I was told that, oh, Hannah, you're going to have a film crew following <laughs> you around. You need to uh, get interviews with this massive list of designers and make sure you stop every celebrity on the front row and ask them these questions and etc etc and I was like oh god this sounds terrifying and daunting and I hadn't really done anything like that before but you have to just do it and you learn so much from doing it even if you're completely terrified and apprehensive at the beginning and I think it's the same with with doing your blog you know Phil tell it you had a brilliant tip last time we did a blogging masterclass this time last year and you gave me the best tip for how to photograph people full length which yeah. is actually really difficult isn't it what's the sort of mistake people always make and how do you get around that well the biggest mistake that I generally see people doing is sort of photographing from head height with a kind of wide angle lens which just makes the top half look too large and the legs look too small for the body generally what the the best sort of thing to do is is to go down at a lower level um, and kind of 
if you're if you've got a, a zoom lens, go further back. You can kind of zoom in a little bit. And you're, try and so you're basically saying like physically retreat. Yeah. Like yeah. you walk down the street away from the person you want to photograph, but yeah. then zoom in. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, the closer you are to them is it's going to depend on the lens that you've got, but it can extend the body, which sometimes can work. It can make someone look taller. Um, but generally, you don't want to be going from head height because you're just going to kind of mess with the perspectives of um, the height of someone and um, the size of their body. But also, um, it doesn't really matter what kind of camera you've got, certainly if you're starting out. Um, you can... I mean, I've even shot, I've even shot campaigns on an iPhone. Seriously? Yeah. That's amazing. Um, because it's just about. We're not just saying that because we're in the app. Yeah. We're not just trying to give them a plug and get a free phone. <laughs> what campaign did you shoot on an iPhone? That's um, amazing. It's for a designer called Olivia Rubin. Oh, wicked. Um, and it was just shot using Hipstamatic um, on the iPhone, and it's just really about, um, you know, knowing how to take a good photo. Um, and yeah, I mean the, the equipment doesn't. It helps. I mean, I shoot on a, a Canon 5D uh, Mark II most of the time now, mm -hmm. um, which is a great camera. It's a camera that a lot of people that do street style photography do shoot on. But are these all cameras like you basically you really have to know about photography and you have to know how to kind of focus and not really. All that stuff. I mean, you just put it on auto. Really? Yeah. I mean, a lot of people survive. I mean, I've, um, even as an assistant, I've worked with a lot of photographers that wouldn't know how to uh, test an aperture and a shutter speed, um, just literally shoot on automatic all the time. Really? I think you can learn from that as well, because I also, I now shot, uh, shoot, shoot on a manual all the time. But um, I, in the beginning, I, that's how I learned. I was yeah. taking a photo with automatic and I was looking at the settings and then you can kind of play around that a bit. Yeah. That's how you learn. So and how long did that take? That's kind of quite inspiring. When did I start uh, shooting? Um, I think the first first year or first eight months or something. I pretty much had it on auto all the time, and then uh, I think when you start upgrading lenses, it becomes a really interesting thing to to learn. Yeah. And I think it's good to get lost in that whole camera world. There's so much to do. So if you were shooting on auto for a year, how soon after that were you kind of like, oh, I can actually noodle around and do this myself manually? Mm. Just if people are sort of starting out now. Yeah. Well, I would say learn how the camera works right away, but don't be afraid to shoot auto mm. because you don't want to miss your shot because you have the wrong settings really but um, I would just say like there, there's so much to learn and in the end it is quite easy I would almost say it is yeah. quite easy and um, it's really interesting when you start seeing oh I can you know I can make this different you know it's, it can make a huge difference when you learn how to use the camera and you can maybe buy a new lens and it gets really exciting and becomes kind of part of your hobby and when it's something that you're super excited about doing you can't wait to go out and take photos you have a blog, <laughs> you know. Yeah. You, you might have a successful blog that way if you're really excited about taking photos. So. I mean, also, auto functions are great if the lighting conditions are okay. Mm -hmm. um, if you've got extreme lighting, though, mm -hmm. you can start to find problems with it. Um, but through using auto, you can take the shot, realise it's underexposed, then put it on manual, look at what the settings were for that shot and change them so that it's... Uh, goes to the right exposure um, and you can learn about 
it just through trial and error. Mm. I mean, even for myself, when I started doing my A-level, it was all through trial and error to mm. learn about how a camera actually works. And it's the same sort of thing. What do you do when it's raining? Presumably that's the kind of <laughs> Hannah's <laughs> laughing oh, bitterly. There's, there's many days. <laughs> uh, what, do you, like, what do you do when it's raining? Is well, it just like... If it's really pouring it down, then... You, you can't really take stop. a picture of all. Can't do umbrellas, no. and no, no one wants to stop. I mean, yeah. sometimes we've had a few umbrella shots, but that's when it's not been like pouring it down. Otherwise, we just hide on. Well, we hide in like, a store or a cafe or whatever, mm. and just wait. But generally, also, you can kind of use it to your advantage as well. I mean, obviously, we live in the UK, and it's raining all the time. Probably so, right now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you can. Um, use it to your advantage as I was saying before like people all over the world you know they're looking at the pictures because they're in London and they know that London rains all the time Mm. Um, so it still adds to the story Mm. you know that grim looking street is actually appeals to people in other countries because it shows what London's really like. Especially mm. if you, you know, if you stop a girl in a Burberry Mac and a yeah. jaunty little hat and yeah. it's looking a bit kind of rainy on the on the ground, it can actually well, well, that, some of the some that of the looks best more pictures British if you've got something like yeah. that. Some <laughs> of the best pictures that we've chosen have actually been on really horrible days. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Should we have a look at them? Can you see this screen? Yeah. Otherwise I don't know how Can this is going to work. Yeah. <laughs> Let me move back a bit. Um so yeah we went through four years worth of pictures over the weekend which took forever (laughs) Um, and we've just chosen a few for you of our favorites for different reasons this first girl you can probably tell she's a model which is what you always have to look for but the legs are taking up half the photo (laughs) i have this in my inspiration folder oh amazing Um, (laughs) i thought that was you actually when they showed it to me before i thought it was you there you go this is one of those really fortuitous moments where we stepped out of the Grazia office, ready to do a whole day of style hunting, and this is, bam, she was just there right in front of us, and um, was really willing to kind of stick around a little bit and have her picture taken, and because it's good exposure for models as well. Phil's very good at making sure he finds out where the models' um, agencies are, and do they have a blog, do they have a Twitter, so you kind of link up with these girls, and yeah. people search for them. I mean, I'm sure you've been on fashion forums threads of girls that go on for pages and pages and pages and people reference and use all of these images. I found it quite poignant that you picked this out though because you were literally going like we just walked out and there was a girl there and you obviously say it because it never ever ever (laughs) happens (laughs) so it doesn't unfortunately but that was just one of those brilliant moments and that was when the the whole Mm. denim shorts thing was just starting I mean now it's just so ubiquitous in the summer but um, yeah that was a really cool look that day and a good background and a great picture yeah I mean that's gone on to be used a lot as kind of like uh, inspiration of how to dress for changing weather of it being really hot and then raining and how you can cover both sort of things so that's so interesting it's basically got everything aside from the fact it was so sort of serendipitous but you know good background she's a model she looks amazing the outfit's got a kind of story to tell that because we we talk a lot on magazines about like what's what's the kind of tip that people are going to get from this so it's always interesting like does it you know is there a fashion tip that you can get from that photo Okay. so sunny for London yeah this one is at London we thought we'd show you what it's like to maybe photograph someone in a different place this is Miami swim week (laughs) <laughs> which was about 30 gazillion degrees. This girl was so cool. Suede, jacket, cowboy boots. I was absolutely pouring buckets in a summer dress. <laughs> um, but yeah, just the kind of totally different lighting that you can get. I mean, you should talk about that more than me. Yeah, I mean, obviously you have to kind of learn how to deal with light wherever you are. 
I mean, that's also talking about the camera settings. That's when you know how to do the manual settings, you know how to deal with the different lighting. Um, obviously, this day was extreme lighting. Um, I think it was kind of about three o'clock in the afternoon wow. in July Hot. in Miami. So, um, but yeah, and just a, an amazing girl, and just knowing how to kind of like use the shadows and use the light to your advantage. Okay, have we got another picture? <laughs> I feel like we should whiz through these so yeah. we should get oh, to the Who's this? this is <laughs> and where is she? This is Sandra in front of the Apple store that we're all in now. At Brilliant. the time, both so of us... Two just, years ago. Yeah, both of us just loved Sandra's outfit. We were so pleased to find her. And then ever since then, we've kind of been in touch with various things. And um, it was just... I don't know something about it. It's like a sports Lux Audrey Hepburn who's blonde. I don't know. Just something about the shop is just really classic, but the outfit's really modern. And we're so wearing mostly high street though. Yeah, okay. The really reason cool. why I love that shot is because obviously we took about sort of five frames, and um, this was the shot where Sandra was just correcting her hair before she posed for the shot. Oh, I thought she was on the phone. And and so that's why I really like it because it's more natural. Yeah. And I always prefer to like go for those sort of images. And to, and what at what point was it? I mean, you probably can't so remember. This was right at the beginning of right. your blog. I this think. was about two thousand and nine. This Ooh, was almost before you started your blog. Yeah, yeah. So can yeah. we take credit for your blog being successful? Did everything really take <laughs> off? Partly, <laughs> yeah, I would give it you to you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting, though. I mean, I think one of the things I find really interesting talking to you two is that actually, like, it really seems like just appearing in street style photographs can kind of sort of help launch a blog get you attention you know get you in contact with the right brands yeah and you can if you have a blog you can use that photo and mm. people will see oh she mm. got photographed mm. by Grazia that mm. means you know they you know they liked her style mm. and you have a great photo to use um so it's it's good <laughs> i think it's kind <laughs> of a double-edged sword too though yeah. because it it doesn't work like hannah was saying if you you've dressed for a trend because certain people will always shoot that but you're never going to stand out so you it, I don't you can't go out to try and be photographed you can't go thinking I'm going to wear this trend and it's going to be really in the season and everyone's going to take my picture and then my blog's going to be amazing because it just won't work mm. you have to kind of just stay to yourself and hopefully people like that and mm. if they don't at least you were yourself mm. and yeah. you can't do any more than that mm. Well, it's been so interesting talking to all of you. Thank you so much. I'm sure people have got lots and lots of questions. We have a couple of people in blue tops with microphones. So if you could just wait for them to come to you. Oh, there's a hand up already. Go for it, girl in the orange jumper, yellow jumper. I'm sure you've been snapped by Hello. a photographer. Who would you like to ask a question to? Uh, the two ladies. Yes, the Peony and Sandra. First yeah. of all, I'm Liana. Nice I work you. in the very exciting VAT tax and audit. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> and I can't. Well, Phil was a civil servant, so. Yeah, it's always time for a change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of started a bit of a cute little blog. I'm, I'm, I'm just in the beginning, but I just wanted to ask the girls. Um, obviously, I'm trying to know the, the key to success, which obviously, if would be that easy, probably we would all have fashion, amazing fashion blogs. But I'm just trying maybe not to reinvent the wheel from your point of view. Uh, what do you think would be maybe the, 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 the key of success? Or how, how, how would you, how, how, when did you start it? How did you actually promote it, your blogs? What do you think would be the best way to actually 
just go there and, and, and make sure everybody knows about your blog? That's a good question. What I, do I never really did any advertising of, on my blog, but something that I found really, really helpful was uh, joining Chictopia. Many oh. of you on Chictopia. And then there's Lookbook as well. Mm -hmm. uh, because when you go, it's, it's a website for the people that don't know. It's kind of like Facebook, but you just upload photos of your style and then you can search. You can search on, um, you know, yellow pumps or mm. something and you will find it. And it's not just putting your style out there, but you will find people that have similar styles like you and that kind of dress like you or people that want to be inspired by you. And there's this little box where you can link your blog to it. And I remember that was, that was one of the things that really my blog really took off. Um, so join these channels, find people that are like-minded, um, start following people on Twitter that you like or admire, um, talk to people on Twitter, say, you know, say things to them, uh, mingle, and uh, without trying to be too pushy or too kind of, you know, advertise your blog really, just kind of try to find that slot where your blog would fit in more, because there's always room for new really cool blogs, but um, these are kind of the ways that I found my blog kind of found its place. That's a very good tip. Mingle, mingle online. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely think like kind of just be brave. Like Hannah was saying, like you can't just say I'm only going to be a blogger and I'm only going to do that. Like don't don't think like that. You have to challenge yourself. You have to be a little bit frightened. Like I'm frightened almost every day. <laughs> you just got to go out there and try and and be brave and say yes to things. Even if it's a mistake, at least you learn something from that. I would always say yes to all, any interview that anyone wanted to do with me. Even if it was like a tiny blog I'd never heard of, I would always say yes because everything is building a relationship. Everything is building a readership. Just you do you know you're about to get 200 interview requests <laughs> now. <laughs> what have you done? This is Penny, who's once described by the Telegraph as the most glamorous of all the hyphenates. Oh, because oh you're kind God. of model, <laughs> blogger, stylist, brand oh, consultant. Uh, there's one more thing that I could think of as well is that... Um, kind of find that one thing that you're good at. Is it the photography? Is it the writing? And kind of put the focus into that because I think that's kind of the key of being able to work with magazines and brands. You know, they find what you're good at. Oh, she know, she's quite mm. good at photography. We can trust her to do this lookbook or we can work with her on, on some street style, at, you know, street style feature, something like that. And that's kind of the key of being able to work with brands or maybe it's writing, you, can, you, have, you might have the opportunity to start a column one day or, you know, collaborate with some other people with some, uh, you know, in terms of the writing. So that's something to keep in mind as well. Mm. What's the key point? Strength. Cool. <laughs> Very good. Thank you. Any more questions? I'm sure we have. Hi. Hi. Um, so I'm writing a thesis on... Um, fashion and its relationship with digital Excellent. culture and um, I basically you you already mentioned uh, briefly Bill Cunningham and ID that they were doing it way back when um, seeing as I guess you're all really um, you're in the whole phenomenon already could you do, do you have an insight as to why this has happened now Good question. I think, um, especially when Grazia first launched onto the scene, it was this kind of booming period of, of fast fashion and um, people's mindsets just shift. When, when one big thing happens, you then have the, the reverse and a kind of backlash. And I think it became less about uh, super glossy celebrities. And it's still, you know, all of these things still contribute to to fashion and trends, but it suddenly became more about real style and 
trends weren't just being made on the catwalk, they were coming up from the street and that, that was influencing designers as well. Um, so again, it's like a kind of 360. Um, people wanted to see how the clothes were genuinely being translated <coughs> onto the street and it also came at the same time as people like Zara and Topshop being able to create these very kind of high fashion, trend-driven items as well. It wasn't just for an elite group of people to look really fabulous out and about. It was now becoming easier for everybody to have something new and exciting in their wardrobes. Um, so I think that's essentially where it came from, kind of a, a want for realness and truth and uh, not for everything to be so constructed and, and untouchable. Um, and I think that's still very much the case now. More so, like I'm, like I said earlier, I'm more and more interested in actual genuine street style, and there aren't that many people in London and overseas who do go out on a regular basis just to photograph girls on the street. Now you'll see a lot of street style photographers' blogs saturated with Fashion Week pictures, um, which again is then moving it back into a bit of a commercial realm where everything's very perfect. It's nice to have imperfections. I think that's what street style is about what's genuinely going on. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> well done.